0: To the Dons cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Mighty Bombers. I'm Jamie and I'm Nick. And mate, um, I guess I, we should start this show by uh saying something that we probably didn't think we'd say at some point, would be and that's the 50 up.
1: Yes, that's fifty. It's uh, <laughs> uh, been a uh, bit of a ride to get here, mate, I and mean, we've learnt plenty along the way, and still learning as we go along. But um, no, nah, it's been fantastic to do this podcast, and uh, I, know, I hope other people enjoy it as much as we do.
0: Yeah, so fifty episodes, and for our fiftieth episode, we we're lucky enough to get well. I get to chat to Paul Cousins, um, mate. You are unavailable, but um, yeah, I got to speak to Paul Cousins about you know, the uh, upcoming BFL season on the eve of round one, which we now know didn't go as well as we'd planned. But um, as we saw over the weekend, mate, it was a pretty glum uh, Essendon uh, sh- showing overall, except for the uh, BFL women who actually had a win, which um, the girls showing us the way. But um, I think also, you know, we need to, be realist in that. We've got very young teams out there at the moment, um, especially in the VFL and and also in the AFL. So, um, you yeah, know, obviously that doesn't excuse lack of effort, but uh, sometimes you can be outclassed. And uh, I just think the weather yesterday, mate, was not suited, uh, especially in the seniors, was not suited to light bodies that we had against a pretty experienced Brisbane side.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's that side of it, but also um, the experience and, and footy smarts of of a lot of uh, you know the Brisbane players. They they really um, out showed us. Personally, I think the actual the effort and uh, intent was there. It was just our execution on the night that um you know we really got shown up. Um, and look, that was VFL and AFL sides. Um, you know, to my belief. Um, because yeah, it really showed when we had young kids, obviously learning the system, learning how to play with each other. Um, and you know, when you look at the VFL, um, you know that Brisbane side hasn't been defeated since I think they were saying August 2019 or um, or thereabouts. Uh, so they're a well-oiled machine. Um, whereas uh, you know our side, I think they said there's only six players. Um, who was still in the side from the two thousand nineteen team? So um, yeah, certainly a lot to uh, develop in there. But yeah, with the AFL side, um, you had torrential rain, uh, a lot of young and light bodies. Um, yeah, we were really um, put to task. But I've yeah, you know, for all the um, um, yeah, obviously the result didn't go our way. But I think there's plenty for us to work on. Um, and yeah, I think. A good thing I found from it, Jame, um, was, you know, in looking at Trucks' uh, sort of post-game press conference, I-, I thought it was actually really good. He acknowledged and actually specified parts of a game that need a lot of development. And he seemed to call out that we handballed too much and to quote him, tried to be too cute with the footy uh, in wet conditions. And, You know, I agree with him. As I said, like I think the effort was there, uh, but I think it's actually good he specified parts of a game that we were down in on the night and need to work on if we're to be considered a uh, serious contender in the AFL.
0: Yeah, well, I I still think we're a fair way from that, mate, being a a, a serious contender. Agreed. But but I I think also, um, you know, I think some of the shining lights that I saw last night was, especially in the second half, was um, Archie Perkins. uh, I thought uh, just he bought him. He seemed to get to the speed of the game, and he seemed to buy himself time at, um, during the game, which um, shows that you know we all talk about Scott Pendlebury for Collingwood, who can do that. And uh, Archie's only in his first season, but I think he's going to be a player that will be able to create space for himself. And um, he was very impressive in the second half. But you know, admittingly, he was playing on Lucky Neal and. Look, Lockie Neal got a heap of the footy, the most for the season, thirty-eight possessions, and um, you know it wasn't a tight roll by any stretch. But as Truck said, um, he's going to learn a lot from that uh, playing on a Brownlow medalist, and uh, he was able to find the footy himself, uh, racking up twenty possessions himself.
1: Yeah, and that was that was brilliant. And like as Truck said, it was a great experience for him to play on someone like Lockie Neal, who's just a, a ball magnet. No. And the the thing that you always have to remember, these guys, they don't you know, get the footy, um, you know, just out of skill alone. Like he has to work bloody hard, and, um, you know, run the right patterns. And, you know, it's that um, that footy smarts, um, you know, and it wasn't just Neil. Uh, you know, there were players like Rich Zorko um, who also had the ball on a string at times um, using those footy smarts, making sure they were taking meterage office, um, which is sort of key and wet with a footy. So, they're the, the things that I'm sure, you know, blokes like Archie Perkins and Nick Cox uh, will learn. Um, because, yeah, you know, when, you, when you're not playing with a dry footy, um, you know, you really have to sort of uh, scrap, but it's that, that footy smarts that we really need to put in place. Um, so, we certainly got to take it to task there.
0: Yeah, and it just, look, uh, it just came uh, going as the game went on. Uh, Brisbane just be able to mark inside 50 uh, so much more easier than us. And um, whether that was positioning or, you know, just uh, giving them too much space, but that was the, one of the most frustration things for me was just watching um, Brisbane be able to mark in their forward line and, and us having to really scramble and scrap. And let's face it by half time it wasn't a pretty picture uh, with only one goal on the board.
1: No, you're right, mate. Um, you know, Personally, I've, yeah, there was so much about. I, 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 again, I always feel for the defenders because, yeah, you, know, you look at our starting lineup, and we're pretty young to begin with. Like our only real experienced defenders down there were, you know, Francis and Ridley. Uh, obviously, Heppel still coming back from injury. Um, uh, you know, Laverty is is trying his guts out, but still learning that role as a defender. Uh, and then when Ridley went down um yeah you he know, sort of had had Francis trying to um uh you know play that sort of key defensive um role by himself because uh you know we had Zach Reed in there look he tried his guts out but um look he, he certainly uh would have learnt the the massive difference between um, underage footy VFL and then AFL footy in a very quick time frame um so it was pretty tough for him. And I, and I think, you know, a lot of Brisbane being able to sort of almost pick and choose who had a shot at goal. Um, yeah. That was down to experience and then working for each other. And uh, yeah, we, we certainly got outclassed uh, not only there, but around the ground. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I really felt for, for Franger in particular down there.
0: Yeah. It was a tough day at the office, that's for sure. But yeah, um... Well, why don't we go through the game, mate? <laughs> Try and uh, rehash um, things like it wasn't the greatest uh, spectacle. And again, one of my things that I bemoan a lot, mate, is the successive goals. And uh, we saw it against Port when we first started. Um, yeah, you know, in, in round two against uh, Port Adelaide. There in Adelaide, we really struggled uh, in that first quarter, particularly, and. and it, played the same uh, tune uh, going against Brisbane with a, a lot of the ball controlled by Brisbane and, and successive goals uh, racked up.
1: Yeah, that's it, mate. You know, they like it was pelting down with rain and the Lions just handled it much better early. You know, they got the you know four goals during the quarter uh, and it was just scrappy footy. Uh, you know, even when we did get the ball, we just couldn't get much momentum as we couldn't generate repeat entries. And to be honest with you, mate, like our players looked frantic off the ball and panicked with the ball. Like we just uh, couldn't use it well. And honestly, I think we were probably lucky to only be down by four goals at quarter time. You know, four goals, two, 26 to zero goals, three.
0: Um, you know, I think they really could have put us to the sword a bit more. Yeah, we just looked you know, second rate in many aspects of the game. And uh, their bigger bodies were really, you know, and as you say, mate, their knowledge was really coming through. Um, and, you know, obviously Jordan Ridley, um, you know, when I was, you know, I like to check champion data at quarter time breaks and so forth. And um, I, I hadn't even realised at the point um, the injured uh, symbol was under Ridley. And I thought, oh, what happened now? Is, is that an error on the... Um, on the app or, or what, but uh, yeah, we certainly soon learned soon learnt that um, yeah, that was uh, going to have an impact with um, Jordan to miss the rest of that game and effectively Anzac day as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. He um, looked to have copped a
1: errant elbow to the head from, uh, from Hipwood. Um, who personally, I reckon's a bit of a grub when he plays, but um, like good play, but Jesus, he can, he can play dirty. So, It was really, um, really sad to lose Ridley. And as you say, like, you know, obviously won't be able to get up for the Anzac Day game, uh, which is a massive shame for us. And again, leaves our defence even more so undermanned than it already is. Um, And certainly in this game, uh, you know, it really showed that we just didn't have experienced defenders down there. Um, And in that, you know, when the second quarter started, you know, it started much as it did in the first. and the Lions were all over us again and kicked another goal to get them going.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that was the most frustrating thing. You know, uh, Jackson Pryor, whose father once played for us, mate, Michael Pryor, um, mm. in the number 15. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he kicked a nice goal. And then uh, we, we actually got our first goal when uh, Carl Hooker uh, almost demanded that he got a 50-metre because he did that <laughs> old fake... Roper, where he uh, went to fake the uh, handball, and uh, uh, I think it was was it Barry or was it? Um, uh, yeah, it was one of the one of the younger players. Might have been Barry. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, he kind of boarded it off and uh, you know, moved off the mark, even though he'd been told to stand. Um, and I guess the amusing thing was that um, the umpire actually called play on, and then hooks he kind of demanded to give me the 50 and he he did so um you know you're in trouble when you've got to rely on things like that to get your first goal and um we went to know at the 10 minute mark of the second term that that would be our only goal in the first half
1: yeah it was a cheeky bit of play by by hooker and i like i honestly did feel a bit sorry for the brisbane player because like yes he moved off the mark but he actually went backwards um so he wasn't impeding um, Hooker at all. Um, look, it got us our first goal, so I guess we've got to be happy with that. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> i got to tell you, James, uh, when he was walking in to kick the goal, I almost had my hands out because he could have gone anywhere. But, um, you know, he did kick it straight. Um, yeah, as you said, though, it was all the lines again from there. You know, they kicked another couple of goals and looked like it was going to get pretty ugly. Uh, but luckily, they didn't put us to the sword too badly. Um, but they s- still had a lead of six goals going into the half. You know, seven goals,
0: 5-47 to our one goal, 5-11. Yeah, it was a very uh, deflating way to start the game, you know, especially at half time to only have the one goal. It, it did feel a little bit like that port game. Um, you know, and just wondering, you know, how are we going to add scoring This game and save face a little bit because, um, yeah, we could only hope that the weather would dry up a bit and we could actually get some continuity and and good linking play. But, um, yeah, at half time, it just felt like, you know, they had it all over us. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know where our next goal was going to come from. And, you know, when that third term started, mate, we had a chance through Nick Cox, but, um, then we saw Joe Danaher had a goal. And, um, we kept him goalless in the first half to their lead, but yeah, he's able to get a goal after he was called to play on, after he touched know, a touch ball. And I um, almost wish he had, had to go back and try and kick the set shot. There's no way he was kicking that otherwise. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he got his first goal against the Bombers. And, yeah, um, how did you feel about that? Oh, I made it hurt like you know, uh, you know, it is what it is.
1: He's he's gone now, but oh, it did hurt to um, to see him kick a goal on us, um, but you know, um, we can only do what we can do, and it was good to see that um a little bit later. That was a lovely goal from Hooker on that tight angle in the pocket there, like just a beautiful straight kick. You know, he didn't look like missing. Um, if I'm honest with you, like yeah, he's Hooker's what kind of one of those players you feel more confident when he's on a bit of an angle. He you know, it's like he um, doesn't have that pressure um to kick it. He just has a as his best crack and it was
0: a beautiful straight kick. Yeah, it was. And you know, uh Hooksy had kicked their first two goals and uh you know, if someone says to you, you know, in the third quarter, Hooker's kicked all your goals. Uh, you either think he's kicked a big bag or you've only kicked one or two and Sadly, that was the case. And then when Lockheed Neal added another goal, um, you kind of had the feeling that there was no comeback uh, brewing in this, on this uh, night.
1: No, nah, mate. Um, the Lions had more of the play and kicked a couple. Uh, but then, thankfully, Tipper got involved and nursed one through from a set shot, which was nice to see. Um, but, yeah, again, it was just more of the Lions. Uh, they just wanted it more all, all day. Um And really, they continue to sort of threaten to to rip us apart.
0: Yeah, and we saw uh, Jackson Pryor kick his second goal. And uh, we then also saw Lincoln McCarthy get another goal. So, um, yeah, at this stage, you're starting to really worry. You know, I thought we'd done pretty well. We'd only won one game up to round four. But our percentage was 104. And I must admit, when Lincoln McCarthy kicked that goal, I thought, gee... You know the, our percentage is really going to take a hit, and we kind of talked about it, mate. We don't expect to make finals or anything like that. But one of the things, one of the improvements I want to see is us, you know, have a better overall percentage at the end of the year, which shows how much more you're uh, either, you know, protecting your wins or, um, you know, or you know, having softer kind of losses. Um, and after Lincoln McCarthy kicked his second, uh, the third quarter, I was just thinking, yeah, this is going to blow out, and our percentage could be really hit hard in this day.
1: Yeah, mate, it was uh, it was looking pretty dangerous. I mean, they kept getting opportunities, but we were pretty lucky uh, in that they didn't um, make the most of them all the time. Like, uh, obviously, like Lincoln McCarthy, he's, we've got a uh, got a habit of making guys who, you know, they're good players, but like they're often. Fairly average on the stat sheet. but just make them look like superstars sometimes. Um, he had a really good game for them. <clears throat> um, but then, yeah, there was a lovely bit of work uh, to finally get our next goal. Uh, you know, Perkins had the footy and dodged a couple of tackles and got it out to Jones, who pumped it forward to a contest uh, where hooker of all people, mate, was able to crumb the ball and kick through another goal.
0: Yeah, and took okay. he's continuing to kick all our goals. He kicked our third one. So, well, I guess typically kicked one earlier, but um, yeah, he's kicked three out of our four, mate. So yeah, it was almost like shades of old Paul Summon days, you know, where <laughs> <laughs> we kick it to the big guy in the goal square. But um, yeah, no, he did did particularly well with the way the ball was coming into the forward fifty. Uh, he's given us a real, you know contest and bringing the ball to ground. And as you said, mate, in that occasion he actually rode it and kicked the goal. So uh, that was well. But then, as again, Brisbane responded and got another goal back from Eric Hipwood. Yeah.
1: and geez, like, he's like, he's a good player, Hipwood, no, but yeah, not a not a massive fan in him. But of course, you know, if he was playing for us, I'd reckon he's, he was the greatest. But um, yeah. yeah, after that goal, that sort of ended the the third with us 48 points down, uh, 12 goals, six seventy eight for the Lions to our four goals, six thirty.
0: Yeah. And uh, that got a little bit worse, mate. Only a minute 30 into the last quarter. We then see Eric would kick another goal for his third. And um, yeah, then uh, you know, another point to Brisbane. And you're starting to really think, yeah, this is going to be a big drubbing, but... Um, you know, we did kind of uh, hold play a little bit in that last term, and um, you know w- there was a lot of behinds kicked in the last quarter for both teams. Mm. Uh, we saw Charlie Cameron miss some some uh, uncharacteristic uh, shots at goal, uh, especially one where he burnt off. Um, I think it was was it Laverty or Fra- Francis? It was, yeah. And um, he was running into goal, and I think Laverty had cut him off, and he just kicked it out of bounds on the on the foot, which was amazing.
1: Yeah, I actually sort of felt for him because obviously he, he hasn't been in great form at the start of the season. Uh, and then when he grabbed that footy and went, you just thought, oh, geez, here we go. And he'd done all the hard work and made it look really good. But then obviously a bit of complacency uh, slipped through at the end there. And he just, I know, almost lazily put it onto the boot and yeah, kicked it straight out. And it was sort of shades of uh, Corey McKernan. Uh, If you can remember that one, Jane, where he uh, ran into the goal square, was about you know two meters out from goal, and he just shanked it Mm -hmm. um, for a point. But yeah, it didn't even register a score for Charlie Cameron. Um, Yeah, and I I thought the floodgates were going to open if you kick that through. Um, But you know, finally um, Hooker again, uh, the man of the man of the moment. Um, You know he. Got a uh, set shot about forty-five meters out from goal, and again kicked it beautifully to to kick his fourth.
0: Yeah, that was an amazing effort, really. Um, you know, considering at that point we only had five goals and he'd kicked four of them. Um, you know, and the way the ball was coming in, he wasn't getting it on a platter. Mm. So, um, and we kind of always talked about his lack of speed and so forth, but um, yeah, his effort can't be questioned. And then when Jake Stringer got on the scoreboard with a nice goal, um, you know, we had to then watch the last few minutes of the game, mate, where Danaher took two marks and um, he got a goal and his second goal for the match and he's 200th overall. And you know, then he had the almost in the same position, another shot at goal where he you know, sprayed it basically and got it behind. But, um, yeah, we looked... Yeah, you know, the, less, the more we talk about this game, the more depressing it is um, because, like, you know, we, you sit there, mate, for you know, a couple of hours watching the footy and you just want to see improvement. And um, I guess to a lesser extent, you know, second half was much better than our first, but we still got beaten in every quarter. And, um, you know, that kind of shows you've been totally outplayed.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, look, there were glimpses of good, though. Like, you yeah, know, to get that, that ball to Stringer, you yeah, know, again, great work from Perkins. Like, he moved the ball up the wing. Um, yeah, eventually the ball made its way to Stringer and he, he went back and dobbed it. Um, but yeah, when <clears throat> when Danaher kicked that goal, mate, like, again, it, it really hurt. Um, and when he marked it again the second time, I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> Bloody hell! But classic Joey. He, he missed the shot. Um, yeah, but I mean, like there were good moments. Like um, you know, Zach Reed. Uh, like I feel for him. Um, he didn't have a great game. Um, you know, for as good as his kicking is touted, um, he had some howlers on the night. But I thought it was really good that he uh, continued to uh, you know try to make an impact on the game. And when he tackled um, Danaher in the Third or maybe it was fourth quarter, um, and got down to her uh, holding the ball. Although that was that was great for him, um, you know, for a big bloke, yeah, you know, over what is he two hundred and two centimeters tall at the moment or so. Yeah, um, I think he laid five tackles for the night. Reed, so um, he certainly, um, yeah, put his all into it. Just uh, yeah, it wasn't his his game on the day. But um, look, apart from that, it was a, a pretty lamentable performance overall from um, from Essendon you yeah, know ended up losing by 57 which honestly I think kind of flatters um probably deserved to lose by a lot more than that but um yeah it was Brisbane 15 goals 12, 102 to our six goals 945
0: and thank god that was over mate because it was a very hard game to watch yeah it was and uh I just uh you're kind of glad the game was over almost because it just felt like we um, weren't making inroads. And as I said, we picked up a, an injury to Jordan Ridley, which is kind of deflating in itself. Um, and yeah, like when the game was over, I just felt, well, at least now we've got like an eight day break before we play uh, Collingwood next week. Mm-hmm. And we know that they lost a couple of players themselves in uh, Dugowie and Howe. Um, so uh, it'll be very interesting to see how we respond to that. Um, hopefully, you know, it's uh, dry weather because I've got to say, mate, I, I don't have much confidence with the bombers in the weather, um, especially in the last couple of years. Yeah, that's, that's fair, mate. Um,
1: but, uh, look, I guess it is all, all how we adapt and, um, because, you know, with, with trucks sort of specifying... The, the things we need to uh, develop on. Um, I reckon that's going to be key um, because one thing to point out, yeah, this is where we did badly, but what are you going to actually do to, you know, to fix that? Um, yeah. And we've seen where our, yeah, our, our not even game plan, but our uh, performance just hasn't stood up um, at moments, you know, against Hawthorne, Port and Sydney, like we've, um, where we sort of lowered our, our colours to a ground. I mean, like, granted, I thought we played well against Sydney, but there's still elements of our performance there, like, you know, a contested ball and that kind of thing uh, that we sort of lacked. Um, so, yeah, but it's how we then pick ourselves up and, um, yeah, try to perform against Collingwood, who, you know, while they've got some big players out and they're not playing the uh, the best footy at the moment, they're still a quality side Um uh, so look, yeah, the big tick for me is that the players do seem to be working really hard and, and playing for each other, um, but really overall, we need to play smarter footy individually and as a team um, if we want to be able to uh, yeah, challenge uh, the better sides.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's all we can say about that game, mate. It's, uh, you know, without pulling our hairs out, we probably don't want to um, keep uh, rehashing this one, but uh, let's have a break and we'll come back with our Don's Cast middle votes. And, mate, they're going to be hard to pick as well. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> and you're listening to the Don's Cast, and we will do the Don's Cast middle votes now. Mate, always in these games uh, where we've play quite poorly and the opposition totally out place, so it's hard to do your vote. So I'll be interested to hear your five best players on the ground. Yeah, mate, uh, certainly
1: is, uh difficult going through them. But, um, look, I, I think for mine, um, you know, the one vote I had to – well, I gave to Nick Hind. I thought he uh, – you know, he's really just shown – each and every single game, he puts his everything into it. Um, you know, for a bloke, um, you know, he's really just slotted into the side so well for us this year. Um, he, again, just put himself out there. So ended up racking up with 23 disposals. Uh, 17 of those were kicks, and we know how good of a user he is of the footy. Uh, so that was, that was excellent to see. Um, but, you know, more than that, you know, he's um, – in a game where we didn't have much of the footy, he got a lot of it going our way. So 523 metres gained, uh, made a couple of tackles. So his defensive efforts were there as always. Uh, took a couple of marks. So he's pretend, presenting fairly well. Um, and he's just such an excitement machine when, uh, when he puts the jets on and uses his pace to tear a hole through the midfield. Um, so it's really exciting to see. So I gave him the one vote. Two votes I actually gave to Archie Perkins. I thought he really took the game on, particularly in that second half. Uh, ended up racking up the 20 disposals and you can just see he's really confident in his own ability. So when he um, actually is able to combine that um, with his you know, once he gets that more game awareness at AFL level, um, you know he's just going to be an excitement machine I reckon. So the 20 disposals, uh, 11 of those were kicks and they seemed to kick it uh, fairly well, like without being fantastic, um, at least to our advantage. Um, so ended up, um, yeah, you know, racking up 408 meters gained for us, which I thought was fantastic to see. Uh, took five marks um, and uh, laid four tackles, which was um, just super promising for a young bloke to not only have the, um, I guess, offensive aspects, but uh, seemed to be working hard defensively as well. So. Two votes um, for Archie Perkins. Uh, three votes I gave to Kale Hooker. Uh, look, I, I feel like I've um, I sort of neglected him um, this year uh, in terms of votes. You know, he's, he's had bags of five and three, and uh, you know this this game he kicked the four. But for mine, the the sort of difference was he he performed in in all quarters, like even. When we weren't doing that well, he he contested really well, took some strong marks, and um seemed to be one of the only players out there uh, really flying the flag for us in in terms of just um you know winning his position on the ground. Um, yeah, and with his four goals, I I thought that was a fantastic effort from Hooker. Uh so three votes for him. Um four votes I gave to Andy McGrath. Uh, and it might be, I don't know, slightly unpopular to have him uh yeah, with so many um, sort of votes, really. Um, but I thought, you know, his his effort—he he tried to be everyone on the ground for us, and um, that was both offensively and defensively. You know, he's racked up the thirty possessions. Um, didn't use them overly well, if I'm honest, but um, he continued to push throughout the whole game. Uh, Eighteen kicks, ended up uh, gaining three hundred and eighty-eight meters for us. Um, but the thing that was really impressive, um, you know, for, for me looking at him was the twelve tackles uh, he laid, uh, as well as the, the winning eight clearances uh, around the ground. Um, you know, I, I thought he, he pushed really well. Um, yeah, continued to present uh, an option for us, and yeah, I thought it was a, quite a good game from him. Uh, but the five votes I've gone for Zach Merritt. Again, it might be slightly unpopular because there were parts of the game where. Um, yeah, he wasn't uh, like he was getting a lot of the footy. wasn't always using it um, very well. But um, look again, I thought he, his, his effort and ability to get around um, was excellent. Like ended up racking up the thirty five disposals. Um, Fifteen of those were were handballs, interestingly enough. Which I guess there's two sides of it. Um, you know, we were over handballing at times, and I think he's certainly culprit. Uh, of that, um, but yeah, he was also winning the ball tight, and that's one thing we sort of commented on previously, where he wasn't always winning that um, contested footy. He was more that out outside player, but you know he had to win his own uh, in the wet conditions, uh, and did that. Um, ended up having seven clearances, uh, made three tackles, and had a few marks, uh, and ended up winning 464 uh, metres gained for us. I, I thought he. Um, he pushed hard all night, and really, um, it was it was a bit of a sort of leader's game from him, sort of led by example. Um, yeah, and, and even though we weren't playing that great, he, he kept pushing all game. So I, I thought it was a particularly good performance from from Zach. But how about yourself, mate? How do you see it?
0: Yeah, I saw it a little bit different, mate. And I, I guess that's the beauty of uh, giving votes Each of us have our own opinion, and um, yeah, I gave the. Five votes, I'll I'll start with my best on ground. I I gave my five votes to Nick Hind. Uh, Now, you know, he might not have those stat numbers, but in terms of the way he wanted to play, he played a sustainable game of footy to me. And, uh, you know, he was a little bit quieter in that last quarter, but I think he'd ran himself ragged. And uh, there was one piece of play, mate, I wish he had have been able to... uh, Bounced the ball, he burned off a few Brisbane players. He just ran that a little bit too far, but um, yeah, I love the way he played all night, and uh, yeah, his effort is always there. So, I'm really been impressed by Nick Hines. So, I gave him my best on ground. I gave four votes to Kale Hooker. Um, yeah, yeah, I know we can kick many goals, but when you kick four out of six, and Um, create opportunities for others. I thought it was a really good game up forward, considering how poor the ball was coming in. And secondly, um, you know, when it was coming in, it was really wet and slippery. And to be honest, it's not really suiting Kale Hooker's the way he plays, but he made it work on the night. So I gave him four votes. I gave three votes to Archie Perkins, you know, Really impressed with him, especially in the second half. Um, yes, uh, Lucky Neal is still finding plenty of the footy, but um, if that's just a sneak peek at what um, you know Archie Perkins can be, um, yeah, I want to see more because uh, he he looks an exciting prospect, mate, and I really think he can be a real player for us. So three to Archie Perkins. We gave two to Zach Merritt. Um, yeah, he had the thirty-five possessions, but. You know, to me, it was, you know, and you know, the, probably the conditions more than anything, they just weren't used as well as you wish you could. And, um, I think a lot of the times when the ball's in, you know, wet as a cake of soap, uh, there's a lot of you know, quick handballs and so forth, and I think you know, they can be misleading in the stat sheet. Um, and, and I, yeah, so but I still think his effort. Finding the footy was obviously still very good. And, um, you know, I think he'll be more suited to a dry deck, mate. And I gave the one vote to Andy McGrath. Um, again, more so, his kicking was pretty poor on the night, to be honest. And um, there was a lot of comparisons, made throughout the night from about Hugh and also uh, Andy McGrath and, you know, a few people made comments, oh, did we make the wrong decision? Um, I still don't think that's the case. I'm very comfortable with Andy, but I think on the night, um, it's always easier to play well in a good team as well. So take that into account. But uh, I thought Andy McGrath, although his kicking was poor on the night, uh, one thing that wasn't poor was his uh, yeah his tacking, tackling. He had 12 tackles on the night, mate, um, which basically almost doubled everyone else So on it you know, in our list. So, uh, and that just goes to show that he, he's always at the cold face of the of the, of the contest. Um, so, yeah, more of his uh, effort. And let's face it, he had a few quiet weeks, mate. So, um, I just hope that, uh, you know, he can uh, recover some good form and uh, we'll need him on Anzac Day to really uh, have a good contest because, uh, you know, going up against... Pendlebury, who seems to love ANZAC Day football, as we know, and you know Steel side Sidebottom and all these kind of guys that um, we kind of need some of our more experienced players. Um, and Andy's starting to approach that now, um, even at his young age. We need him to really bounce back. So, um, yeah, for Andy McGrath was a bit of a change in the you know in the way he'd been playing uh, for the better because he had. Had a quite a couple of weeks, um, and my only my real apology, mate, and I know he got bagged for some reason, but I, I thought um, Kyle Langford's second half was much better than um that, and yeah, you know, I think you know it's not a coincidence that when the ball got a little bit drier due to the conditions, uh, we started to see Kyle take some marks. Like, yes, he made some handballs in the wrong direction and to the wrong team sometimes, but uh, you know. Cole's another one that's had a quite a few weeks and um you know, I'll just hope that he can start to find some form because, to be honest, mate, we really need him to stand up because he's another one that's got that bit of height in the midfield that can play ever on the wing or rest up half forward that we need a little bit more out of.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that, mate. I actually nearly, nearly gave him votes because um he, he there was, particularly in the second and third quarters, I thought he was one of the... Uh, one of our only players that was standing up, um, continued to get the footy, continued his second, third efforts. The bit that sort of let him down was his disposal once he got the footy. So the, the good thing is he he knows how to find it and, and everything. Um, but that next progression for him is um, actually using it well uh, to our advantage. Um, you know, his, his effort was unquestioned. Um, you know, not only he's running to get the footy, but also like, uh, his defensive efforts were much better than we've seen previously. Like he made five tackles, had a few clearances, had a goal assist even, mate, and um, took five marks. So it was actually a, a quite a good game from Langford. And I guess if we're mentioning uh, sort of honourable mentions, um, you know, I, I almost gave votes to Aaron Francis as well. Uh, he's another player who um, a lot of people were bagging uh, on social media, which I've... Uh, you know, it's very easy to uh, to beg from the comfort of your couch, mate. But, um, you know, I, I thought he actually done quite well against Danaher uh, for the first few quarters. Um, you know, he you know, punched away plenty of efforts. And really, when you consider that Ridley was out, as I mentioned before, it was almost Francis, um, you know, playing a, a lone gun down there as the experienced defender. Because, you know, while he had Heppel and, and Laverde, uh, helping him out really those um sort of key position players um it sort of fell on francis to try and try and thwart those efforts uh i thought he, he battled manfully um yeah and it was probably you know just the repeat entries and you get goals kicked on yeah uh that's that's sort of what uh yeah led me to not put him in the votes on the night but i
0: actually thought he did pretty well Well, I'm interested, mate. um, How's our voting going after five rounds of the 2021 season? Yeah, mate. uh, Got a
1: a pretty big spread now. So uh, going right from the bottom. So on one vote each, we've got Laverde, Redmond, Draper and Stringer. Two votes, we've got Dylan Scheel. On three votes each, we've got Heppel and Cox. Five votes each, we've got Francis and Perkins. Tippers have got seven. Hooker with nine votes. Parish sitting on 13, McGrath with 15, Jordan Ridley with 26 votes, Nick Hind sitting on second with 27, and leading out in front is Zach Merritt. How many have he got, mate? He's got 31, so I probably should yeah. have mentioned
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just hanging by the edge of my seat, mate. Was... <laughs> so, um, oh, well, we've still got, what, 17 games of footy, Um For 2021, at least, right? we'll be confident and say at least 17 games. um, (laughs) That's pretty optimistic. (laughs) Well, yeah, I am a little bit worried about um, COVID-19 rearing its head again. But um, we'll say, yeah, 17 to go. And, um, yeah, Zach Merritt uh, has got the lead. But um, I think Jordan Ridley missed out on some chances for votes last night. And obviously, it's going to hurt his chances for votes again next week not playing. So um, yeah, it'll be very interesting as we uh, watch the tally change as the season goes on. Absolutely, mate. All right, Well, before we do buy the numbers, I thought we'll have another break and we'll come back. We'll do our Paul Cousins chat or my Paul Cousins chat, and then we'll discuss the VFL's uh, game, uh, which was ended um, pretty poor, like in terms of the score line. But uh, there was a couple of shining lights coming through um so we'll discuss that after the break and you're listening to the don's cast and one of our friends of the show i can say now is uh paul cousins and Uh, Mate, I know you were unavailable on the day, but I was uh, lucky enough to have a chat to him and um, we discussed it just before um, Paul decided to make his way up to um, go and watch the VFL side. Uh, So we discussed basically some of the players playing um, in the side, in the VFL team. And also we discussed, you know, some of uh, his feelings about the leadership group and Uh, Where we're going as a as a young footy team in the VFL. So um, I hope everyone enjoys the chat. Uh, And it's a good good uh, input from Paul, and and we thank him again for for agreeing to join us. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy listening to this one. And uh, we're very lucky today to have Paul Cousins join us on our 50th episode. Um, Thanks, Paul, for joining us again.
2: No worries, Jamie. Fifty episodes—that's impressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's come around quicker than we thought. We started, um, you know, round two last year in the AFL season. So, um, yeah, fifty episodes up. But uh, yeah, we thought it would be a great chance to have a chat to you regarding or or on the eve of the new season um, and the new VFL, I guess you would call it. And yeah, um, yeah, I thought we'd start. We've obviously we've got a a game this week um, playing against uh, the Brisbane Lions. And uh, that's up
2: at the Moreton Bay Sports Complex at 12pm on Saturday, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's uh, Nothing says a new competition like our first round being against the Brisbane Lions, does it? So <laughs> yes. that's a, it's a big change for us, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, we kick off on Saturday up in Brizzy. And um, as you say, we're at the Moreton Bay Sports Complex at uh, Burpingarry, which um most people probably won't know, but I do because my sister used to live in Burpengary, so it's a, bit, it's a bit of a home away from home for me. So, uh, yeah, where uh, the boys are jumping on a plane tomorrow afternoon and heading up, so everyone's pretty excited to crack into it.
0: Yeah, and obviously it's going to be a lot younger side than uh, what you started with on um, you know, last season. Just. At the start of the 2020 season, you probably thought you had one of the more experienced teams. You yeah, know, after playing in all those final series, um, yeah. How, how do you feel about the new lineup? Yeah,
2: it's um, oh look, the 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 youth brings excitement with it. It's a shame that we never got to see what that 2020 side could do. I reckon we had a side that that could have um, challenged pretty hard last year, um, which. You know, is the boys put in such a big preseason and everything last year, and sort of had the season Rob from us a couple of weeks out from the start of it. So, but you know, these things happen. We move forward, and uh, the the competition has sort of bent a bit younger, um, with some some rules around having to play um, a group of younger guys, and we've chosen to probably take that even a step further and and incorporate, um, you know, quite a lot of NAB League guys into our, um, into our list. And it's, you know, as I said, with that youth comes excitement. You don't quite know what you're going to get out of a few of those guys, but there's a whole heap of talent there. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing a few of them play along with, um, you know, some of the older guys who, we've got a couple of returning guys who have been with us for, for a few years and um some some more mature guys who are you know just out of the afl system and looking to uh stake their claim to step right back in so it's a good mix it's it's a you know it leads to an interesting sort of season no one's quite sure how anyone's going to go um with all the changes and and salary cap cuts and that sort of stuff it's it's all a bit up in the air until we all play each other so uh, we're optimistic that we will put together a good program and uh, I guess the proof will be in the pudding.
0: Yeah. And now, um, I was just having a look at our new leadership team um, and it looks like uh, one that's very familiar to us is Danny Union, um, being a loyal contributor to the Bombers. Um, and uh, joining him as you know, head skipper or skipper is um, Joe Attlee, who um, obviously uh, was on Portslist last year at uh, Looks like he's uh, got another opportunity with, with the Bombers to, you know, maybe progress his career uh, if given them the an opportunity next season.
2: Yeah, Joe's one who, um, you know, I think in talking to some people around the Traps, it was purely injury that that has really restricted him at Port Adelaide. I think he was a bit of a favourite of Ken, Ken Hinckley's from what I hear and, um, likely would have uh you know still been there had he not have really struggled with his body, which he has um but you know credit to the to the strength and conditioning guys um at the bombers he's he's put you know put together a really strong preseason largely on his own that has to be said because he's been in the rehab group pretty much the whole time but uh he's um you know peaked at the right time he played his first half a game in a fair while um, on last Friday night. And, you know, in talking to him afterwards, he said he, he, his body felt all right. He just couldn't get a kick. But I'm sure there'll be plenty of them coming his way. And uh, he's, he's been really professional. He's an incredibly um, likeable guy. And, um, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's only been at the club for, what, four months, I suppose, three or four months. But uh, obviously, has made a really big impression to... Um, Already be a co captain, as you said, with uh, Danny Eunan, who um, you know, yeah, he just keeps on keeping on. Danny, he's uh, he wasn't sure, I think. You know, it's not, not talking out of school to say I don't think be, he was sure if he was going to go around again um, late last year with everything that happened with losing last season. And um, you know, he's not getting any younger, but uh, he's, he's put his head down and really put together a strong pre season. and Culminated kicking five the other night. So uh, he's, he's really peaking at the right time. And those guys will um, really lead the group well. They're both strong leaders and, and really popular figures within the playing group.
0: Yeah, and, and as you said, it's a really big achievement, I reckon, for Joe Attlee to um, be you know, voted. Is it, is it done by a vote or is it done by um, you know, the hierarchy of the VFL team?
2: No, it, it is done by vote um, with, with some... Um, you know, there's some level of discretion from the from the hierarchy, from the coaches and and ops guys. But um, we all got together uh, Easter Monday actually, in at the club, and um, ha- had a bit of a um, you know a bit of a leadership session and wood truck, and um, as well as our guys. And then afterwards, uh, players, staff, everyone all all voted for um, the players they felt like they should be the leaders and um, the four guys so two guys you've mentioned as well as um, uh, Josh Tynan and and, um, Kyle Dunkley they were really the sort of four standouts of the group after that vote and um, you know I think it works really well to have um, Danny who's one of the older brigade who um, you know has obviously been at the club a fair while and very experienced and um, you know, and mix him in with, uh, with Joe who, who's younger and, and sort of fresh to the club and, um, you know, and then those other two guys supporting them in the leadership group. So, yeah, the players had a big say on that as did you know, the coaches and the ops guys and as well as even us volleys. So, um, yeah, it's a really consensus sort of um, way to pick the leader.
0: No, that sounds great. Uh, you know, the level of involvement of everyone, like I guess, and that's what I guess you imagine you would like. Um, you know, being part of the VFL um, you know, management and hierarchy is um, yeah, everyone gets a little bit of involvement, and I guess it gives the players some ownership on the voting as well. So, yeah, sounds like you know a good way to. to Elector captain now on joe again just quickly um does he possess his brother's speed because um (laughs) no he doesn't i'll I'll, I'll interrupt right there and say no he doesn't he's he's
2: actually he's virtually the exact opposite of of sean sean's really a a fast line breaking outside um you know halfback type joe's a midfield bull he's a at the contest um big body inside midfielder who crashes bodies and, and finds the footy at the coalface. So he's, if you could picture Sean and pretty much, you know, picture the exact opposite as a player, <laughs> yeah. Joe's it.
0: Yeah, well, because I haven't seen a lot of Joe, to be honest, and we know he's had the injury battles. So, um, yeah, when I saw the name and I, I knew that they were brothers, I thought, I wonder if he's got that line-breaking <laughs> speed. But, um, yeah, thanks for uh, correcting me on that one. I won't, <laughs> no, I <won't>, no, that's <laughs> right. I won't have we that. We actually...
2: We actually had their little brother, um, Jacob, at the club not last year, the year before, I think, through pre-season and that as well. And he, he's much more like Sean, yeah. the outside runner, fast, lighter body. Whereas, yeah, Joe's a big, heavy body. He's a, he's a um, real sort of gorilla in at that centre contest.
0: Yeah, that's great. And um, also, I just wanted to ask you about a couple of other players that we know that was. You know, we had a couple of list spots available and, uh, a few players were invited to train and I noticed that they're on our VFL list. Uh, one is Angus Baker. I think he spent some time at, on the Sydney list. Uh, what did you know about Angus?
2: Yeah, I think he was in the Swans Academy base. Um, so I'm not sure if he was ever listed by him or not, but he was definitely in the Academy. And uh, he's um, sort of one ninety, 190, one ninety-one 191, halfback type. He's, he's really quick for his... Uh, size. He uses the ball well. um, He's a great competitor um, and and he's really experienced. So he's actually from Canberra um, and played most of his footy. Well, I say from, you know, as far as I know in recent times from Canberra and played um, his footy up there the last couple of years. And as you say, he came down and um, tried out for the SSP spot that um, Alec Waterman got in the end and I think really um, impressed everyone at the club, Bakes did, with um, what he was able to do. I think he was pretty close to getting that spot. So uh, he's played the last couple of practice matches with us and looked terrific. So he's in for a big year.
0: Yeah, and the other player that was... um invited late was um charlie Byrne, and you now i know he's younger but um i know when we lost our half back um i think charlie's one of those with a bit of line breaking pace is that correct
2: yeah i haven't seen charlie play a game yet i've seen him um at training but he's um yeah he's much more of that mold he's um still at the bush rangers in the under 19s as it is now i think he's played bush rangers the last couple of weekends and um, done pretty well, I think, off a, off a sort of wing and half-back. So, uh, yeah, he was, again, he tried out for that spot. And I, I think, well, he obviously impressed everyone at the club enough that, that we wanted to keep him around in a, in a VFL sense at least. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure how much he'll play with us given he's still with his, his NAB League side, but uh, he'll certainly uh, get a look in at some stage with the club. And, um, yeah, he's an exciting young talent, Charlie.
0: Yeah. Now, with the young side, um, I guess uh, they'll need mentors and um, yeah, to help them along. Um, do you imagine you'll do a bit of that? Like, I know you're not a player, but like still, you know, give them some fatherly advice, I imagine. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't know about the fatherly aspect, but <laughs> certainly um, uh, that, that's largely my role is, as a little bit of a mentor to players, staff, coaches, whoever, um, you know, around the club. Uh, maybe needs a bit of an ear, or just a chat, or um, you know, whatever it might be. That's um, I like to sort of uh, occupy that space a little bit if I can. Obviously, there's a lot of um, a lot of sort of mentors at the club. Lee Tudor, as the coach, has has sort of been around a long time, around the the, the competition and seen a lot. And um, you know, there's not too many more knowledgeable blokes around, so he's also. Uh, you know, really good for the for the players to lean on, and uh, you know there are a lot of people around. But yeah, certainly I, um, you know, uh, it's good I think for players to sometimes be able to talk to someone who who is slightly removed from the footy program too, as I am. Um, you know, it's it can sometimes be a little difficult to to have a really open chat with a coach or, or um, someone who might not be picking you the next week. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah um yeah it can be um yeah it can be good for for players or or as you say volunteers or staff or coaches or whatever uh you know i'm uh, i like to think i'm pretty easy to have a chat with and and sort of always make myself available so that's um yeah that's a little bit of the space that i occupy in my role yeah and uh,
0: we can attest to that you, you know, always been very happy to talk to us and um you know if you yeah, you're a real great ambassador for Essendon. I hope they know that. So thanks again. For- uh, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think I was actually your first guest, wasn't you I? You were, you were. When, that- when you contacted me, yeah. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. So you're definitely going to always have that <laughs> title. Um, We also, <laughs> we've had a few on, on um, after that. We've had Rob Shaw and Peter Daniel and, yeah. So, ah,
2: Terrific. Yeah, sure, so- it's great. <laughs> oh, they're, they're great Essendon people.
0: Yeah, we kept Robbie, uh, Robert Shaw for about 80 minutes, would you believe <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. it?
2: Sure, sure, he likes a chat in my experience, so I'm sure he wouldn't have minded.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, he just didn't want to miss the news, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but It was great, great to have a contact with him. But um, yeah, just um, obviously I won't do the same to you, Paul, because I know you're away holidaying. But um, just, I to, am. just to finish off, um, you know, the with the new team, I thought we'd, we'd better... um back a little bit and i guess you would have been saddened when um aaron heppel uh decided to uh you know go back home basically to back to lee and gaffer and um i know you're a really big advocate for him you know to get on an afl list and you know, it looks like he's made the decision to go back home and uh, spend some more time with his family yeah
2: I, i'm happy for hep because he always wanted to go home we're actually I'm a Curranbarra boy from a million years ago. In the next town along from Wangatha. So I understand the, uh, the draw of wanting to get home and see your mates and do all that. And he's always one who was going to go home eventually. I think Dyson probably will as well. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if his body holds up Dyson, yeah. if, he, if he has a, a run around at his old local uh, in years to come. But it is sad. It's, it's really sad to lose him from the program. He's just such a quality person as, and, um, he, he's been just an incredible leader for our group. And, um, you know, even when he, he first sort of came to us as an 18, 19-year-old and um, he, he barely sort of knew anyone was, was on the edge of getting a game and you could already see that leadership coming through in him. And uh, he's, you know, I can't speak highly enough of the job he's done as a leader of... Um, of our program for the last couple of years, along with probably Buddha Hocking, those two really led the program for the last few years and did an incredible job. And you know, took us to a few prelim finals. And uh, it's a shame they both would have been really deserved um, premiership captains. So unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But uh, you know, he can be incredibly proud of the career he put together for our VFL program. And uh, as you say, I, I've long felt that he could have had a really strong um, a f l career if someone had taken a bit of a chance on him uh early on or even last year to be honest yeah. um you know there 's plenty of lists out there who could use a a small defender who can go inside the contest and, and impact it the way as can so um yeah it's it 's a shame but uh, i'm by the same sort of token i 'm really happy for him to um you know get to go home and play footy with his mates and um you know just just really uh Grateful for for what he gave to our program over a number of years.
0: Yeah, no, it was, uh, he was outstanding in the role, and um, you know, even from afar, you know, as a supporter, you just, yeah, you, know, you, you had that admiration for him just the way he played and put his body on the line, and um, yeah, always went in, yeah, you know, really hard at the contest, um, especially in some of those big finals.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, again, we thank you so much for taking some time out of your holiday and um, just having a quick chat to us. We just wanted to have a quick conversation you know, on the eve of the season. And um, yeah, we, we're looking forward to watching the boys. And uh, it's great to hear about the KO deal, um, which is going to have uh, at least two live games each week. And um, yeah, they're looking to expand that further. So um, it's great exposure for the VFL program.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. Really great news. I think. Been- you know, VFL footy's a fantastic competition. It's, uh, you know, in my opinion, the the best state league in the country, and therefore probably the best footy beyond the AFL in the country, I would think. And um, to to get more exposure to it, and and some of these guys who, you know, forge like an Aaron Heppel or someone who forged a really great career at VFL level, and yet so many people never get to see him play. So. Uh, the more exposure we can get for the VFL, the better. And, you know, we know we've got a lot of supporters out there around the country who can't necessarily get to Windy Hill or to Burpengary. you know. So, um, so for for them and, um, you know, and just general footy fans out there, I think it's really welcome news. And I hope that, you know, one day in the future, every VFL game's been shown on, on telly. I think it's... Uh, it's a fantastic product. It's, um, you know, really underrated as a as a product. So it, it's great news. The more exposure, the
0: better. Yeah, and just as a side point to that, it's great that um, with the AFL deciding to end Thursday night football on, um, you know, in the AFL season for uh, the winter period, it looks like the VFL is going to pick up the slack and there's going to be a Thursday night match all through um, winter and so forth until the AFL brings it back.
2: Yeah, how good. Yeah. I, I mean, we can, I, I, most people I know, including me, absolutely love um, yeah. Thursday Night Footy.
0: Yeah.
2: So, um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm a footy head, as I'm sure you are. And yeah. the more footy, the better for me. So um, filling up that slot that at the moment is really popular with the AFL, you know, with people watching the AFL, if we can fill that with the VFL and get more eyeballs on it, I think all the better.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, thanks so much, Paul. Like you've been always, uh, you know, always contacted us when we've uh, made contact with you. Um, you know, like um, that's really valued, and I just hope you know that. And um, yeah, we're we're really appreciative of uh, of you making yourself available even on your holiday. So thanks again, Paul.
2: No worries, mate. I uh, I hope you can hear the kids in the background <laughs> running around the Y River, my, Yeah. Uh, my little four-year-old just came out with a footy wanting a kick. So that was what you might have heard just said. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, look, I always always love having a chat to you guys. And, you know, I'm always around any time.
0: Well, thanks again, Paul. Enjoy your time. And I uh, hope to see you there on the TV screen on Saturday. Any chance?
2: Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're home tomorrow afternoon. Uh, it's going to be a quick turnaround. But I'm hoping to maybe sneak onto a flight up to Brizzy. So we'll see how we
0: travel. Good luck and um, yeah, thanks again, Paul. See you soon.
2: No worries. Thanks, Sam.
0: See ya. Yeah, so it was great to have a chat to good old Paul Cousins and we really thank him again. Um, you know, he's come on our show a few times now, so we really appreciate it. And mate, uh, how did you find that? Yeah, it's just
1: excellent. You know, again, just really generous with his time and um, really open with his uh, sort of opinions and, um, you know, how he sees the, the Bombers this year, uh, particularly given the expanded competition and a very young list with a, I don't know, sort of a revamped side. Um, so it was always interesting to get his insights and, um, yeah, just very lucky to um, uh, to chat with him as, as part of the show. So, yeah, good interview, Jane.
0: Yeah, thanks. Uh, so now we've got uh, – we now can discuss the actual game because the game was played. And, mate, I watched it on KO. As I'm sure you did too. Um and it was, well, I guess one of the pluses was listening to Dean Solomon, who hmm. um, I felt um, showed a little bit of Bomber bias through it, which is nice to see. And yeah. uh, hopefully that's a pointer that one day you'll be back in, in, uh, back at Bomberland in some capacity. But, um, yeah, it was a hard going to watch because, uh, especially in that first quarter, mate, Brisbane just absolutely um, showed that they are well drilled too. Yeah, they did, mate. They, uh,
1: yeah, they pantsed us really. Um, you know, seven goals, five in that first quarter to our one goal, two. Um, it was it, an absolute display of um, you know class and um, you know the, the more experienced um, sort of heads and bodies of the Brisbane outfit. Um, yeah, and to be honest, mate, <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot uh, for us to hang our hats on um yeah for that first quarter or even first half to be uh to be frank but um
0: yeah i don't know what did you take out of it yeah i just I probably one of the pluses was andrew phillips seemed to be moving pretty well um and we've seen him play pretty well against uh brody gun grundy uh in the past um i remember a, a fairly wet night at, on the g and i think uh Andy Phillips made uh, Grundy earn every possession, um, and I think he even uh, earned some votes last year uh, for playing that role, mate. Um, so yeah, I thought he performed pretty well, um, and yeah, in that first quarter, and he he kicked our only goal. Yeah, he did.
1: Um, he was one of the guys who could hang his um, like keep his head high. Um, it was sort of interesting though because our bigger bodies, um, you know with Attlee and, um, you know, like some of our
2: other.
1: Yeah, like more sort of experienced guys and bigger bodies. Um, it didn't seem like they were winning much of the, the pill, mate. Um, so it made, made life pretty difficult
0: for us. Yeah, and Brisbane just, as you said, like Reese Matheson and players like that were really you know, showing their class and, you um, yeah, I think it shows how strong Brisbane is that these guys are sitting in the twos because um yeah, we just don't have the same depth uh at the moment as as the Brisbane Lions. Certainly so don't, mate. Um, but what else did you take from this game? Uh well the second half was as you said, mate, it was I mean the second quarter was pretty much similar to the first where they piled on you know those extra goals, uh, another five, I think it was. So um, and we were still stuck on the one goal. So I think um, overall, mate, both our senior and our reserves team only had one goal each at halftime. time. Um, yeah, you'd sure like to improve that for next uh, week. But yeah, I thought uh, I did like to look at, uh, I thought Tom Hurd got better as the game went on. Um, you know, I didn't know, yeah, Tom seems to, Pretty streetwise on the footy field. Um, considering he hasn't played a lot of footy, yeah, you know, he was focusing a lot on soccer, and that he he seems to have, you know picked up learning pretty quick in the in the AFL context. Trying to um, you know, he's already worked out to try and get some loose handballs and so forth, and the players seem to be uh, confident enough to give him the footy to try and use it. Yeah, I think
1: he's um, probably from his soccer background. He knows how to read the play and. Um, you know, get involved. Um, but he's such a slight build, and um, you know, not an overly tall bloke. Um, which just means he, um, you know, he, he gets outbodied quite a lot. Um, his use of the footy, um, you know, while he's got that footy smarts, uh, he still needs to clean that up a bit. But, um, he certainly doesn't lack for um for effort. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I was, I was you know pleasantly surprised because uh, I wasn't really sure what we had in Tom Hurd and I guess I'm still not, but, um, you know, we do require a good small defender and, uh, you know, if he focuses his energy, as you say, gets a bit stronger over the ball. Uh, who's to say that might won't be Tom Hurd in the future? Um, so I think that's a position that he can chase, um, you know, in the past, we've had some worries stopping the small forwards or position teams. So, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to watch his development as the season goes on. Uh, the third quarter, mate, was pleasing. You know, it was the only quarter I think we won. But, um, you know, for large periods of it, uh, especially in, before the last five or ten minutes of that quarter, we really dominated that quarter.
1: Yeah, we did. Um, I mean, so we, we got three goals in that quarter, uh, could have had a few more, uh, if I'm honest, but it just seemed our last entry into the forward fifty, just like our AFL side, mate. Um, just a bit wanting at the moment, uh, but certainly Danny Union was uh, was everywhere trying to trying to get us a pill. Um, you, I thought <clears throat> Zerk Thatcher was standing up pretty well in defence there. Um, you know, he's doing quite well on some of their their bigger forwards, and um, yeah, able to grab the footy and, and get it. Um, get it to our guys to, to bring it up the ground. Um, and, you know, we, we certainly yeah, had a bit more excitement. Um, Phillips, I think it was that quarter where he, he kicked a, a ripper from about 45 or even 50 metres out, James, like after taking a big grab. So, um, yeah, he was really, uh, I reckon, staking his claim for for a call-up to the seniors. Um,
0: do you, What else did you get, mate? Yeah, well, yeah. Nick Bryan looks good again. Um, you know, I thought, you know, both our ruffmen acquitted themselves pretty well. And, uh, you know, I do think Phillips is in front of Nick Bryan in terms of especially, you know, our opponent for next week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, with our selection for the side, senior side next week uh, how they think because, uh, you know, do they – um just uh put peter wright down forward and, and play an actual recognized ruckman uh and and just have uh peter wright resting ruck and you know what does that do to our forward di- dynamic does it make us too slow down there or um does that mean that you know they give Harrison Jones a rest and try Peter Wright at center half forward I'm not sure what they do because um it's going to be interesting, but it's good to have some selection choices uh, available in the Ruck. And I thought both of those players could be considered, but considering going up against Grundy, I would think Phillips would be the obvious choice uh, to come in if we are to select the Ruckman. Uh, and other than that, mate, that last quarter was pretty hard to watch as well. It was uh, both sides only kicked a goal each, and um, yeah, it was pretty... Uh, pretty wanting conditions, to be honest. It wasn't like, raining or anything, but it was just like, – it seemed pretty windy and um, yeah, I, I think the VFL boys, I, I could see how much undersized they were to Brisbane and we saw that in the senior side as well. So, um, yeah, I think it just shows you where each, side's, or each list is at and we've got a number of injuries, as we know, but also uh, yeah, some of the players that I would have thought were – playing in that game like we uh, you know Marty Gleason I didn't know he had an injury so he wasn't there um, yeah I, it was hard to take a read out of it mate. again it was a deflating first half um, watching the team only kick a goal and um, yeah it just seemed like Brisbane had it all over us yeah and at the end of the day uh, ended up losing that
1: game 15 goals 1303 to our five goals 837 um yeah, pretty, pretty rough game to watch. Um, you know, and I guess the disappointing thing um, for me was like just looking at some of the performances of our AFL-listed guys. Obviously, I'm um, sort of <laughs> focused more on on the AFL guys, but um, you yeah, know, I thought Ned Carl um, really got out out class, and and yes, he was giving up a bit of size um, to some of the Brisbane forwards, but. Um, I just don't really think uh, we saw much of him um, for that game, like for what he's capable of. Um, so, yeah, hopefully um, he's able to regain some confidence uh, when they go up against Collingwood at Vic Park next week. Um, but, yeah, pretty uh, pretty heavy loss. And, um, yeah, I'm sure it was a, a long plane ride home for the players.
0: Yeah, well, I think we can see improvement as the season goes on, I think, with that. And we've got to admit, it's uh, not the same experienced team that we once had in the VFL. Uh, We we have got, as you said, mate, I think only six remaining players from, was that 2019, did you say? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, a lot of experienced players gone. We know about Heppel going and, um, you know, I think... You know, even our new skipper, like in Attlee and Cole Dunkley, that's their first game for the club. And, um, you know, we just need to uh, give these young players time. And, you know, the VFL is there for development as well. Uh, Although we want to go well, uh, we want to see improvement. And uh, if that comes slow and steady, I'll I'll be happy to watch that. You know, I think we can... uh, Look forward to, especially when we get more of our uh, AFL listed players back, because we have got a number of injuries, mate. I think there's about, say, nine or 10 of them that could have played that didn't um, due to injury. So uh, hopefully we get a few of those back, and uh, that'll strengthen the VFL team. Absolutely, mate. Uh, I suppose the only way is up from here. Yeah. All right. well, um, Well, that was our quick rundown of the VFL. Uh, and well done to the VFL women who had a, had a win, um, showing us the way um, that Essendon do have a win on the weekend, which is nice. And uh, we'll come back after the break and we'll go by, by the numbers. And you're listening to Don's cast. And, mate, we always do by the numbers. And that means we always start with number one if he's playing, and that's Andy McGrath. And we both gave him votes, uh, you know, uh, to differing de- degrees. Um, and uh, Andy, to me, had a lot of the footy, but, um, you know, due to the wet conditions and, and his disposal was pretty messy, to be honest. But uh, twelve tackles, and uh, he's, he's certainly, you know, tried his hardest to actually impact on the game. Uh, I thought it was a, a bit pleasing that he, he'd improved on his last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: not much more to add for me. Like had a shot at goal, which was nice. Um, yeah, thirty disposals, but uh, twelve tackles and eight clearances for me was was excellent to see um, that he was just really trying to uh, force himself. Um, on the game. Uh, so yeah, I reckon a pretty good performance
0: from Andy on the night. Uh, Darcy Parrish, obviously he's, uh, you know, he got a bit more midfield time with, you know, the injuries of shield and Caldwell, um, particularly early. I'd noticed he wasn't in the, the midfield. Um, you know, he's more uh, around the flanks and so forth. So, uh, but he certainly got enough opportunity there in the end. And uh, he racked up 26 disposals, um, 15 kicks, 11 handballs, uh, laid four tackles. But, uh, yeah, I, I've got to admit, um, he didn't really stand out to me on the night.
1: No, like, he, he did find a fair bit of the footy, but it's just interesting to me, um, you know, even though he got the seven clearances, he only had 70% of game time. Um, so you sort of wonder, is that a fitness thing? Like, are they managing him for, uh, for whatever reason? Because... Um, yeah, like in a game like this where you need guys who are sort of don't mind getting their hands dirty and picking the footy up off the deck, you know, you think it'd be sort of suited to a Darcy Parish. Um, so it's sort of interesting to me that, you know, he only played the 70% of the game time. But look, I think he had a solid game without being outstanding, rather. Um, so, uh, yeah,
0: I guess that's all I've really got to add for it. Yeah, Kyle Langford, uh, we both discussed that we may have, um, you know, due to the uh, we didn't have a lot of people putting their hands up for votes. So I didn't think Kyle Langford was far away from my voting. Um, yeah, he had a shocking first half, but he wasn't alone there. Um, I thought he got much better in the second half, but probably where he missed out on a vote with me was just some of those handballs where he just handballed it straight to the opposition. Um, yeah, that's an area he can improve on. But uh yeah, I thought he, he started to get a bit more aerial in the second half. You know, he started taking some marks and um you know like, yeah, tried to tried to set up some forward thrusts. Uh so yeah, I thought it was you know, he would improved it a little bit. Uh and we need him to because we've heard about this great preseason he's had, but we really need him to put some good performances on the park because uh, with a young list, we we need our um, more you know, senior players who've played a few seasons now to uh, really stand up. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, agree with all of that. Like he, he kept presenting,
1: and um, there were sort of times where you know he almost had his own footy because uh, you'd see him quite often with it. But often that was uh, sort of mopping up his own mess. Um, you know, he had a goal assist, which is excellent. Uh, three clearances. Um, as I said before, like the five tackles for me was was excellent to see because, um, you know, while he's, uh, you know, he's sort of knowing, like he, he can be a good user of the footy. Um, you know, obviously didn't use it that well on the night for mine. Um, But the defensive side of the game hasn't always been his forte, but I, I thought he, uh, you know, battled hard um, all night. So... Yeah I'd I'd say a solid game for for
0: Kyle but uh yeah definitely room for improvement um yeah in the weeks ahead our player was really disappointed in uh, we discussed yeah, yeah not long ago that he'd been given a two year contract extension but yeah Devin Smith uh yeah he was really poor and I thought these kind of nights might suit him but yeah if he was assigned to Daniel Rich he did a pretty poor job of it because and uh, you know, the amount of footy that Daniel Rich was able to receive, and then pump Brisbane forward, was uh, quite a yeah, quite staggering. Uh, I would have thought we would have yeah you know, put a lot of focus onto slowing that movement, but uh, yeah, just didn't think they've got into the game at all. And uh, you know, I'd like to see a, a lot bigger improvement from him, especially next week. Yeah, agreed, mate. Like.
1: He racked up the 14 disposals, but never really looked like um, using it well. Like, like, of those 14 disposals, uh, 10 of those were handballs. Uh, so, overall, the, the meters gained from him was 69 meters, um, which, like, obviously, is a small forger. That's not your, your sort of game. Um, but, you know, realistically, when your direct opponent, Rich, um, you know, nearly got a kilometer of meters gained, like, you, you need to stifle that influence. Um so he had a shot for goal and, and missed unfortunately. Uh did have a goal assist, which was good. Um laid the five tackles. Um so his effort was there, but it's just his execution um was was lacking on the night.
0: Uh but look, I'm, I'm sure he will get better from there, but certainly not one of his best performances. No, uh, uh Zach Merritt, got found plenty of the footy, mate, 35 disposals, uh 15 kicks, 20 handballs, so Um, I think we would all like to see Zach kick the ball a bit more if he's getting that much of a footy but again you have to uh, be upfront with the conditions and it wasn't really uh, you weren't getting clear or Essendon wasn't anyway uh, clear disposal so they were rushed or quick hands and so forth so um, probably limited his impact on on, uh, actually being able to use the footy well but uh, you know, we both gave him boats, mate and, um, I think he gave him best on so I can understand that he, he was certainly around the footy yeah plenty of the footy um, I, I thought it was a real uh,
1: sort of lead by example kind of game from Zach uh, which is good to see um, yeah battled Manfully all night um, but yeah not much more I can add for his game I thought he played pretty well um, but certainly pleasing to see he, he continues to crack in, and you know I'm I'm hopeful this is good signs that he's uh you know back
0: back and in, and uh, in loving the sash. Yeah, let's hope, mate. Um, well, Aaron Francis, uh, I, I thought he cried really hard last night. You're right, mate. He had to do a lot more extra work once uh, Jordan Ridley went off, and yeah, it's probably only the last few minutes where. Uh, Danaher was just fortunate to get the ball a couple of times. that probably made him look worse than, uh, and, it, and it's not his fault, but it just, you know, when the ball comes out twice in a row and Danaher marks in front of him, uh, you know, it kind of was a bit disappointing for him because I thought, you know, for the amount of times that the footy was down in Brisbane's forward line that Aaron Francis had definitely tried his heart out to try and keep the ball, um, you know, Going in our direction, yeah, he had mate. Like, I've as
1: I said before, like, he, he almost nearly got a, uh, a vote from me because I, I thought his effort all night was was pretty good. He had to shoulder a lot of the heavy load down in the back line there, especially when uh, Ridley went down. Um, but yeah, so it racked up the 14 disposals, took a few marks, uh, even had a clearance there, mate. So, um, <laughs> who knows, maybe we'll turn into a midfielder yet, but uh, no, look. I, I, it was a solid game from Francis. know, um, yeah, to when Brisbane were running rampant over us, um, he was still able to keep Danaher, um, yeah, to a pretty low score for him to only kick two goals, and he had to get a lot of his possessions up the ground, Danaher, uh, to get involved in the game. Um, so I thought uh, Francis held him pretty well, um, and yeah, he'll, uh, it'll be just be interesting. Next week, to see who we've got to support him down back, I, I dare say Zerk Thatcher might find himself called up again because, uh, yeah, certainly France needs some
0: friends down there. Yeah, particularly if they bring back uh, Cox, um, you know, that's what you're going to worry about because, um, let's face it, of all the things we are, undersized is one. And, um, you know, Mason Cox may not be a world beater, but um, when he gets a free jump at the footy, he is hard to stop. So, um, it might mean that Zerk Thatcher or even Zach Reid might get his, to hold his spot and um, try and provide some aerial spots, uh, aerial uh, coverage for a, a Mason Cox if he was selected. Um, Nick Cox for us, um, I thought, you know, you, you try it hard again, mate, as, as all our players do, but. Um, yeah, he found it going pretty tough in the wet slog. know uh, yeah, didn't have as many highlights as the weeks before, but uh, certainly uh, his kicking is good to watch um, when he's pumping the ball in long. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a tough day at the office for him. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, you know, I had a couple of shots of goal, uh, which
1: unfortunately went astray. Um, the thing I, I noticed particularly with, with Cox is... Um, you know, and hopefully you will learn this from this game. Um, you know, while he's got a booming kick, he needs to learn that you, your kick isn't going to go as far in the wet. Now, particularly the torrential rain they sort of happened had up in Brisbane. Like quite often, he he'd kick to a target up the ground, but he didn't really account for the fact that you know the ball would quite often um, you know travel a good ten to fifteen meters less than it would on a um, a dry day. So you know, a couple of times he almost picked out a, a Brisbane defender um who he, he would just lap up the footy and and off they'd go and uh you know inevitably score, score on us going back the other way. Um but you know he didn't stifle his enthusiasm. He, he kept uh, sort of leaping for the footy and um, there was a couple of moments there where he, he sort of cracked in almost like a midfielder. He um he, he doesn't mind um you know, throwing the body around even though he is so lightly framed. Um, but, you know, racked up the 10 possessions for the night, um, had a couple of tackles, a couple of marks, uh, even a few hit-outs uh, when he uh, contested in the ruck. Uh, but certainly a game where, yeah, hopefully you'll learn a lot from um, and, uh, yeah, take that into, uh, into account when we come up against Collingwood. But, um,
0: yeah, you'd say a solid game overall from the young bloke. And our player we're really disappointed to lose was... Jordan Ridley. Um, he's had the two disposals. Um, and yeah, it's, we're going to really miss um, Jordan because, you know, let's face it, he's the most reliable defender in terms of, you know, providing forward thrusts as well from that backline. And also, you know, the players look for him because he is such a good user of the footy. So, um, you yeah, know, we're really going to miss him over the next week or two. And um, yeah, it's, it was a, a funny injury to pick up, mate, because there was no malice involved with Hipwood, but it was a stray elbow that you know did lead to the concussion. So that's the frustration of it all. Yeah. So
1: yeah, hard luck for, for Ridley, especially noting he won't be able to get up for the uh, <clears throat> for the uh, Anzac game. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to having him back because he's he's so good for us. Um, so yeah,
0: get well soon, Jordan yeah um Jaden uh he's another one mate he he tried so hard like again undersized you know we've we've got to they had to be called on because you know of Ridley out um as well as you know with the ambition of um, Zerk Thatcher it didn't did leave us really you know lacking in the height area especially with the Brisbane forwards and I thought he tried his Cuts out as well, mate. Um, we've said that a lot, and I guess it should be a given for any player to try their hard out. But sometimes you just see, it, and I thought Jaden tried tried his best to try and impact the comp, uh, the contest, but um, he certainly wasn't our worst player. That's for sure.
1: No, like I think he acquitted himself fairly well. I'd say a solid game from from Jaden, um, and it's just good to see him get continue, continuity in his game. Um, you know you'll never lack for um, you know courage in a contest uh, certainly threw his body around um, ended up racking up the 16 disposals down there um, and some pretty tight work um, you know he ended up taking a few marks uh, made a couple of tackles um, almost had 300 meters gained uh, from that back line there which was which was important you know hoofing it out out of there to um, you know hopefully get it going our way um, and it was tough work for the defenders down there It was he was getting pushed in all night um, so I, I thought he did you know a, about as good as we could expect um, from Jaden. and um yeah just just enjoying his um uh, his effort down there because while he's undersized um he certainly doesn't doesn't lack for,
0: for effort yeah and archie perkins mate we both gave votes we you know There's something about this kid. I think he's going to be a really good player Uh, and he just seems to, as I said, be able to find himself a little bit of space and that shows he's a good reader of the play and you know, really good players know how to buy time and I thought he showed that, especially in those wet conditions with uh, plenty of bodies wanting to tackle him. He had that one step that could get him out of trouble and buy him a little bit of time.
1: Yeah, he's um, he's showing a bit of class, uh, young Perkins, and um, I just love that he takes the game on. And, and whether that's through trying to strike a tackle or um, through a couple of dangerous kicks, like um, to good options, mind you, um, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what he can do in the future. Because uh, you know, once he he gets a full handle of the speed of the game at AFL level and uh, starts to build his body out a bit, uh, he's going to be an absolute player.
0: Um, so really enjoyed his uh, performance on the night. Uh, Nick Hind was another one, mate, who uh, you know got into our votes. Uh, I gave him best on just because of the way he played. Um, you know, really attacking from that defensive half, and yeah, you know, he's been a really good pickup. And you know, considering we lost Adam Sard, to gain him has been a real, you know, real blessing in a way because. Uh he certainly hasn't missed a beat. And I guess the frustration, mate, is it would have been lovely to pair him with Connor McKenna.
1: Yeah, mate, certainly would. Um, you yeah, know, let's hope there's some chance for us to pick him up in the midseason draft, but um mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't hold my breath. Um but uh Nick Hind, another another great performance from him. I just love his grit and determination and you know just his speed, his his willingness to rip a hole through the opposition where he can find one and um yeah, another uh, great performance from Nick. Um, yeah, I talked about him earlier, so not much more to add. But um, no, nah, fantastic effort from the young bloke.
0: Yeah, Peter Wright, um, two leader Peter, they call him now, eh? mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it was obviously not a day for the talls, and yeah, he he kind of struggled on the night I thought, and um, he did have the twenty-seven hit out, so he was getting. Many times he's first-handed the ball, but um, yeah, just uh, eight disposals, seven kicks, one handball and one mark and five tackles, which shows a good intent for ruckman. But uh, overall, yeah, I think he uh, had very limited impact on this game.
1: Yeah, he did. And um, his counterpart, uh, Oscar McInerney, he, he had a big impact Um so while he might have got his hand on the footy 27 times in the hitouts, you know, uh, Big Oscar certainly uh, uh, won that battle on the night. And, um, yeah, I guess, it, yeah, he doesn't lack for effort, Peter Wright. Like, I think everyone would agree with that. Um, but, again, it's his um, sort of willingness to throw his body around, which he still needs to work on. Um, you know, I, I do worry if we continue to use him as our number one Ruckman, um, yeah, particularly when we come up against blokes like Grundy, you know, we've already shown we're able to uh, play blokes into form. So, you know, Danaher and, and Neil and, and the likes, um, yeah, I certainly want to, wouldn't want to bring, uh, uh, you yeah, know, Brady Grundy back into form. Um, I do like, I don't put any of this on Peter Wright. Like, um, he's playing his role uh, for the team as best as he's able. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think he definitely struggles against the, um, you yeah, know, the more experienced uh, Ruckman at the competition and at this stage um, hasn't um, shown an ability to influence the game um, outside of that position. Um, yeah, only took the one mark on the night. Like it was a good mark, mind you, um, but um, we sort of need more from him because when we were struggling to get the footy up our end, we needed blokes to stand up. And, um, you yeah, know, while it wasn't the conditions for, for tools, mate, I, I certainly think there was more opportunity for him to uh, uh, use his big frame um, to, to help us out. Uh, but, you yeah, know, certainly not a lack of effort, but, it, yeah, I, I do think he, he lowered his colours on
0: the night. Uh, and Dyson Heppel, uh, I thought he struggled a bit, mate, uh, yeah, he's, hef, effort again like I know it should be just second secondary like effort should always be there but I, I mean I just think that you know, Dyson's struggling a bit and maybe that's his body talking a bit but he found plenty of the footy but uh, it wasn't the kind of possessions we needed from him uh, especially in those wet contests and um, a lot of the times his opponent led him to the ball and he couldn't break down any of the there forward for us uh, from keeping the ball from his opponent. No,
1: he didn't, mate. Um it's sort of funny, you know, when Dice was the in and under inside mid, um, he just had this ability to almost slow the slow the play down a bit, um, and that's what I was hoping he was going to bring as that sort of half back, uh, which he sort of showed he's he's capable of in his early years playing for us. Uh, but I still think he's trying to get up to the speed of the game again um, after having such a long injury and period out of the game. Um, you know, he still seems a bit rushed with his decision-making. Um, so I think, you know, while he had the uh, 353 metres gained for us and won a couple of clearances, uh, took four marks, uh, and as you said, the 24 disposals, um, I don't think he used it particularly well, but... Um, you know his efforts there. You know he made the four tackles, um, as you say. But um, yeah, you know, certainly um, we'll be hoping he um, yeah gets back up to the speed of the game, uh, gets back to the player we all know he's capable of being. Um, uh, but it just may take some time.
0: Yeah, and Jake Stringer had a tough day at the office, mate. Oh, oh, tough
1: night. Harry Jones, mate. Oh, I on.
0: I jumped, I, jumped. I always, I seem to be doing that once a week, mate. Um, yeah, Harry Jones, yeah, he, another tall player, man, um, had a, a tough one. Um, you know, obviously wasn't suited to his game style. And um, when they said they were holding over David Zaraakis, so I wondered if they considered that move of, um, you know, maybe resting Harry Jones for this match. Um, but they decided to play him and. Um, you know, at least David not playing footy this weekend. And, uh, you know, not that it would have made any difference. So I wonder if, uh, if Essendon were given the same opportunity, would they have made the same call? Because uh, Harry, we know, he's a really hard worker up and down the ground. He just you know, struggled to make an impact on the night. Yeah, he did, mate.
1: Um And, you know, it's one of these – he's a player – uh, that I'd be more than happy to persist with um, because you can see what he's capable of. It's just, he needs to learn his running patterns and, you know, on wet nights like that, you're not going to be able to take a lot of marks um, and, uh, you know, especially because he's still lightly framed. Like he has put on a lot of size from what he started from, but uh, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, he needs to learn how to work himself into a game a bit more only racked up the seven disposals in the end um, and five of those were handballs. So I uh, didn't have a huge impact, uh, but I'm sure um, as he continues to uh, yeah, get games under his belt, he'll be taking something from each game he plays in. Uh, he just looks like one of those players that uh, loves footy, just wants to learn and, and improve. Um, so while it wasn't a great game from him, um, I'm sure he'll take some learnings on board, mate. And um uh, continue to develop because I, I think he's he's going to be a real play for us in the future.
0: And yeah, no, I, I I seriously consider that to be a true statement, mate. Um, I think he is going to be a really important cog of our future. But yeah, obviously last night was just not suited to him. Um, and with a lighter frame body, mate, he just can't have the you know the purchase on the footy to have a um, bit more of an impact uh, that we needed. Uh, Jake Stringer, mate, I'll start again, but he uh, <laughs> he had a uh, struggle to get the possessions that rate that he usually would. Um, and I noticed we didn't play him up on the ball as much as uh, we had in the past. So whether that was because of the conditions or, or what, he, I didn't see him going into the centre square very often.
1: Uh, that's, a, that's an interesting call, mate, because you'd think um... – given he's, he's not the quickest bloke going around, but he is a big body and doesn't mind throwing it around. Um, you'd think it would almost be more suited uh, to his style of play, um, a bit scrappy in the middle there. Um, I sort of wonder whether it's a um, sort of injury prevention um, kind of measure not to put him in there, um, whether he's sort of a bit wary um, about him. Uh, getting involved in too many contests in the centre, uh, but yeah, as you say, like his influence was was stifled a lot on the night. Um, but did kick a goal in the end there, which was uh, nice to see, and uh, had another shot, but it's unfortunately missed. But um, yeah, look, uh, only had the nine possessions on the night. Um, did have a couple of tackles. Um, yeah, largely um, not influential on the on the contest. But um, yeah, we all know he's he's capable of much more.
0: And yeah, 27 is obviously Mason Redmond. Oh, sorry, Kale Hooker. Gee, my numbers are <laughs> how am I doing this, mate? Um, yeah, we both gave Kale Hooker votes, kicked four goals, did a really good job. Um, you yeah, know, with the limited amount of times the ball was up in our forward line and uh it made the most of every opportunity. Yeah, he did, mate. Um
1: yeah, as I spoke about before, like um it was a real four quarter effort from from Kale. He uh, yeah, competed really well, um, to kick four and have, a, have another shot at goal, which he, uh, he didn't get. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, laid a couple of tackles, the big bloke and, um, really, uh, yeah, did his best to, uh, well not really keep us in the game, but at least, um, have a respectable tally on the board. Um, no, I thought he performed really well. Um, so, uh, no,
0: good to see him uh, performing as a forward, mate. Yeah, definitely. Now, Mason Redman returned from that or well, the suspected hamstring. Um, and he didn't seem too, uh, worried by that, mate. So I think he can be better for this run.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call, mate. Uh, yeah. I mean, 17 disposals. Um, I don't. I don't think he used it particularly well in the night, but um, you know his, his effort was definitely there. He he presented. You know he had the four marks, um, and his defensive efforts were definitely there. Like laid the five tackles, but it was just a tough, tough day for our defenders, mate. And um,
0: you know, as you said, you'll be you'll be better for the run. Yeah, and obviously Zach Reed was making his debut. Uh, as you say, mate, his kicking was. What we'd heard that his kicking was quite good actually. Um yeah, but on the night, obviously the wet conditioning uh, wet condition was you know, wasn't suited to Zach and uh he did make a few errors with his you know, field kicking, but he did some nice things as well, like a couple of spins out of trouble and uh also you know, just the lunging tackle here and there and uh yeah, he would have got a lot of learning out of that game, mate, I think.
1: Yeah, he would, and that that tackle he laid on Danaher would have been excellent for his uh his confidence because he you know he hadn't had a good game up until that point, but he still you know tried to uh, make some impact on the game, uh, which I thought was promising to see. It's easier to uh, just drop your head and you know try to hide in a corner somewhere, but um, no, he kept at the contest, which was good to see. Uh, ended up racking up the the ten disposals, so five five kicks, five handballs. Um, uh obviously didn't use it very well but um yeah i'm not too worried about that at this stage of his career um i i sort of think this was a bit of a strategic move by the coaches to go look this is what is required at afl level uh particularly given that uh you know his direct opponents so whether it's danaher or hipwood they're not hugely built blokes um so it's probably a good opportunity to give reader uh, a look of what it's like at afl level i you know i'd Personally, don't see him playing next week um, against Collingwood, given that some of their bigger bodies. Um, So, uh, like, I think it's just more exposure for him. Um, But uh, yeah, I I thought you know, he he, uh, while his execution wasn't great, his uh, his tenacity was uh, was good, and he'll, as he said, mate he'll he'll learn a lot from that game. And certainly, uh, I think when he comes back into the AFL side, um, you know, he knows what the what's required at
0: the level. Uh, so I look forward to uh, to seeing him back in the red and black. Yeah, well, I'm not um, dismissing him for next week yet. I think depending on who we have available, like in terms of Zirk Thatcher, we're hearing James Stewart is getting closer as well, um, potentially only two weeks away, mate. So um, yeah, he may get a run on Anzac Day and what an experience that would be for the young fellow. But um, yeah, I think it's hard for us to judge him on that performance because... He's not going to be playing in monsoons very often, mate. But that, <laughs> that's what it looked like um, in the start of the game. So, yeah, I guess if you're 202 centimetres, uh, probably the worst conditions you could ask for is, you know, torrential rain and uh, playing against, you know, players like Hipwood and Dunahoe. So, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely uh, plenty of rooms for improvement. And, but, like, as you said, mate, he just needs to get a lot of um, AFL conditioning and, and also the the knowledge of leading patterns and so forth, and yeah, I, th- I have no doubt Zach Reed will be a really good player for us. Um, another player that struggles with their being undersized a bit, mate, and uh, especially in the wet condition that stood out a bit was um, Braden Ham. He had a quite a game, especially body to body against some of those Brisbane players. Yeah, he did,
1: mate. Um, well, pretty disappointing game. Um... You know, if I just from my view, uh, only racked up the 10 disposals and, and certainly being a bloke that's lower to the ground, um, you know, you'd sort of think these conditions had almost suit him a bit better. Um, and, uh, yeah, given he, he is such a strong running player, um, I did find it a bit disappointing that he, he didn't get around more contests. Um, but, uh, look, 10 disposals on the night, uh, seven of those kicks, uh, I don't think he used it particularly well either. Uh, a couple of just bombs into the forward line that sort of went nowhere. Um you yeah, know had two tackles. Um and again for for a bloke that he's a he's a fair athlete, uh Braden Ham. Um so I certainly think he's he's capable of more than that. So again another one of those players that needs to work on his uh defensive side of the game. Um but yeah apart from that's those are my observations of him. I think he had a a fairly poor game uh, by his standards. Uh, but what about
0: yourself, mate? Yeah, no, I think it just wasn't his night, and uh, we have kind of lamented it, and especially last year, same thing uh, when he played against Richmond and so forth. You know, you just can't expect a bloke of that size to compete. Um, you know, a one-on-one contest, yeah, uh, you know, he's just going to be pushed off the footy. Um, we have noticed that he's got a bit. Looks a bit more wider on his shoulders, so he must be putting on slowly a bit of weight. And uh, I think he's had a pretty good uh, season so far holding his spot, you know. So I think Truck likes him being in the side, uh, but I think he's just going to wait for drier conditions or suit uh, Braden, in my opinion. Uh, Mark Welfie was the medical sub, and we know he got underground because uh, Jordan Ridley was injured after a quarter time, and um yeah, it, look again, Groffy's another one who will give his all each week. Um he lacks a little bit of polish as we know. Uh he did have the Charlie Cameron matchup, which I'm sure um would have worried him at times. Um but yeah, I, I thought look, he, he tried hard to he made a few errors here and there, but uh considering how much ball the Brisbane Lions had, uh I think he certainly helped more than hindered uh, the Aston defence.
1: Yeah, he did, mate. And there was a an effort uh, in particular, might have been late in the third or or even in the fourth quarter, where there was a two on one. Um, you know, and it was just, it was only Guelphie there. There was no one there to help him, um, and he was able to spoil the ball uh, over the boundary line, uh, which was a massive play from him. He had to go, and he and he absolutely went. Um one thing he doesn't lack is his courage, mate. Um you know, so while his, his polish and execution, uh, when he does have the footy, isn't always um fantastic. Uh he certainly um, puts his all into the into the footy and you know yeah, tries his best. Um but I guess at the end of the day, like some games like he that's what he is. He's an honest footballer, you'll you'll scrap and you'll fight. Um but he he'll never be a um uh, sort of game winner, um, but when you need someone to to plug in and, and fill a role, um, he certainly uh, puts his shoulders to the wheel. Um, and I think you know from the uh, fifty odd percent of game time he he played, like he racked up the nine disposals, um, took a few marks, spoiled a number of entries going into Brisbane's forward line. Um, so I think he he sort of done as well as uh, could be expected in those conditions.
0: And um, then Will Snelling, we always know what we're going to get with him in terms of, yeah, he, he goes in hard, and uh, you have to admire him for that, mate. He he is a, he does try to search for the footy. And uh, how did you see his game?
1: Yeah, it was sort of interesting. He's, um, I suppose I guess another one of those um, honest effort nights. Uh, you know, he racked up the nineteen disposals, and it was often in and under. Um, had fourteen handballs out of his nineteen disposals. Uh, Uh, And laid five tackles. Um, Yeah. Also had a goal assist. Uh, I thought he was one of those, um, like one of our players that could sort of hold his head up um, in that he he tried his all and busted his ass to uh, try and get us the footy. But overall, um, was sort of outclassed on the night. Um, But also, given his lack of size, and like it'll always be a a thing, you can't grow any taller. um, But... uh, yeah, he just wasn't able to compete, um, yeah, around the ground um, as much as probably he would have liked. Um, given the, um, you know, he does give up so much height um, around the contest, but I, I thought he um, he gave his all. Um, so I'd say a solid game from Snelling, uh, without being outstanding.
0: Yeah, and uh, Anthony McDonald, what do you? Look, he showed flashes of brilliance, mate, but uh, just couldn't, you know, he seemed to, his decision-making wasn't always uh, right. He got caught a couple of times and uh, yeah, a couple of times, I, I think he thought he had more space than, than he actually had. And just a quicker decision-maker would have helped. Uh, but uh, yeah, he did kick a goal and uh, obviously you know, it's his hundredth game consecutively, mate. So that's a fair effort. Um you know, he's been able to play 100 games straight, which is second longest in the AFL.
1: Yeah, he's um uh, no, I think you know, not, not great conditions for a small forward, and um, you know, I guess the one thing is I'll, I wonder how much um, our forwards uh, talk to each other, uh, and it wasn't just uh, Tipper, I saw that from you know because he, he tried to take the game on and was was tackled at times. Um, so I wonder how many people were saying, you're hot, you're hot. Um, you know, you need to get it off. Um, but I also saw it in other examples. You know, there was a instance where, um, you know, Dev Smith um, sort of basically spoiled the footy out of Jake Stringer's hands um, in the forward line there when he was about to take an easy chest grab. Um, so, you know, I think there's, Tip is a bit of a victim of that Um <laughs> in our forward line, still not being able to function um, all that great. Um, Yeah, so he continued his effort, uh, laid the three tackles, took a few marks, um, uh, kicked one goal one, um, but overall not a fantastic game from him. Um, But certainly, uh, you know, he's... He's still delivering um, in terms of, you know, kicking his goal or so a game, which you want from a small forward. But, uh, yeah, certainly hope he uh, continues to uh,
0: you know, develop his craft a bit more. Yeah, and then finally, another player that struggled on the night was Alec Waterman. Um, really struggled to find the footy and, you know, we saw him ta- try to take a couple of chess marks and you know, it was like a cake of soap, mate. He couldn't hold on to it and... Um, I kind of hope the Bombers uh, persevere with him on Anzac Day because I reckon he could be a player that could surprise on that day, uh, especially if the weather's a little bit nice. So yeah, I could see him kicking a bag of four or five. Well, that'd be it'd be great to see. And
1: you're right, those conditions uh, obviously didn't didn't suit him because um, yeah, there was that. That grab he nearly took in the forward line where he was positioned perfectly, um, laid his hands out and it looked like he was going to gobble it up, but um, he just sort of skimmed straight off his hands and over the boundary it went. Um, look, he doesn't lack for effort because um, along with his five disposals, um, you know, he had five tackles, had a clearance, um, but certainly did struggle to, to get involved in the game, um, Yeah, which, which is quite often the case for... Uh, yeah, if you're in the forward line and it's uh, not spending a lot of time up your end. So, yeah, I'd, I'd back it into, you yeah, know, for him to um, continue playing in the AFL side because uh, I certainly think um, he's, he's worthy of the opportunity there.
0: Um, so, hopefully, he'll have a, a more impactful game against Collingwood. Yeah, now, mate, these are always hard to do after losses. Um, and I'm glad to say we've, We did our last one. So, um, you know, if we're standing, it's not that we're uninterested. It's just, like, it was quite deflating this weekend, Um, you know, after the great effort shown against the Swans. um, And I guess the weather made it that it wasn't great footy to watch, even when we um, had a little bit of control of the footy. just couldn't quite see that bomber. From a footy that would come to really like, you know, out of the St Kilda game and we saw snippets of it against the Swans. We didn't really ever see it against um, the Brisbane Lions at any stage and we felt totally overpowered. So um, yeah, look, these ones are always hard to do and um, thank you to anyone who listens to this one because uh, I guess we don't like to re- relive our losses, but Uh, you know, at least we're there all the way through. Uh, Win or lose, we'll be there. And, mate, look, we've got five players that have have debuted this year and they're all held their spot in this game. So I think we have to be realistic and know that they're going to take some time. And, um, you know, although we'd like to see a little bit more from our senior leaders, um, I'm prepared to watch this year play out and, Hopefully, watch these young guys really improve, and maybe see a sixth de- debutant when um you know we start looking at players like Nick Bryan. So, um and yeah, let's hope that the Bombers um can show a little bit more fight on Anzac Day. Um, we all know our record on Anzac Day has been pretty poor, especially over the last decade. So, um, mate, I'd like to see the Don's, you know, really. Uh, have a good crack against the pies next week i, I think they're gettable um, and I'd like to see a dry weather mate i think that's going to suit our our style better
1: yeah absolutely mate um, look no time like the present to uh, to swing our fortunes around um, certainly I'd love a big win against the the pies um, indeed i'd i'd enjoy a tight win against the pies uh, any win I'll take um, and certainly yeah you know, the one thing that I have been pleased with all this year is that the effort's been there. Um, it's just our execution um, that has let us down uh, at times. So just hoping the boys crack in, stick to our structures and yeah. Yeah. A, a drier game would make for a better spectacle. Um, so let's hope we uh, have a better showing next week.
0: Yeah. Great. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening and uh, let's hope uh the Essendon boys both in the AFL and the and the VFL have a much better weekends next weekend, and uh, so do we. So thanks for listening and go bombers,
1: go dons.